Welcome to the Blow Up the Blueprint podcast, where it's all about how to use creative thinking in your business for a standout brand with your host, Joe Gifford. So welcome back, everyone. This is episode seven of the Blow Up the Blueprint podcast. And I'm really delighted today to bring to you a lovely friend of mine, um, the wonderful Susanna Westwood. Say hi, Susanna. Hello, everyone. So excited to be here. Oh, now, if we can just set the scene, I'm in the UK with my cup of tea, looking outside to a a really lovely hot summer's day. So I've been out um, on my bike today, but you're in my favourite place in the world in Barcelona right now. Yes, I have to say, I love this city, so I can totally understand why it's your favourite place. Oh, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Well, you know... Well, before we dive into who you are and what you do, let's talk about why Barcelona is a favourite city for both of us. Because for me, in terms of creativity, I find it somewhere that really sparks my ideas. Do you? Yeah, well, yes, totally. And actually, this week, I have just discovered like a new creative hub down right by the beach. There's like a co-working office down there. And it's just full of creativity and creatives down there, which... That's all I need. I start hanging out with with people like that and I'm like, I'm good. Give me the beach, give me the sun, give me great food and loads of creatives and I'm very happy. So, well, yeah. I think I'm going to have to just kind of book my flight after we get off of this podcast record. Yeah. <laughs> That's just completely <laughs> sealed it for me. Because, uh, you know, I find that Barcelona and, you know, and places like, you know, Barcelona that have amazing architecture, that have the weather, that have the beach and the cool city vibe, like... Mm. That is somewhere where ideas float to the, to the surface because we're, you know, we're in a really happy place, aren't we? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I do find every time I'm away, and I've been travelling a lot this year, like constantly, but every time I'm away from the UK, although it's my home and I love it, because I'm constantly in a different environment and it's, it's feeding me creatively and, you know, just me in general. It's just my ideas and my business, you know, productivity, all the stuff just seems to accelerate, which is amazing so I'm a huge advocate of traveling and working I love it I love it and changing your space so I should we should probably tell people what you do (laughs) well we're good (laughs) um yes I'm just trying to be (laughs) over to you my love (laughs) this is I had the same conversation with somebody I met like two days ago and they were like right you do quite a lot and I was like you really Um, do you're incredible um but yes so my main Thing. Well, I've got two sides to what I do. I'm an artist myself, so I'm a musician um, and I perform, I write my music and just about to release an album and all that kind of stuff. So I'm very highly into the creativity and putting my own stuff out there. Mm-hmm. I also, on the other side, because I'm very passionate about working with creatives and have been doing that for, gosh, I don't know how long, it's been quite a few years. Um, I, ha- I run an online platform and business to help emerging artists, so artists, musicians, dancers, fashion, film, the whole shebang, um, where they can really learn how to, you know, just not only tap all their creativity and be the best that they can be, you know, as an artist, but also get the support that they need to grow into a creative, either business, creative entrepreneur, whatever they want to call themselves, but really give them the support to go from being an emerging artist to being a professional that they're desiring to be. Um, and so, yeah, I do that through, we've got an amazing online platform where they can actually, you know, just earn even more money from doing their art um, and get promoted and get seen. And then I have my absolute baby that I love is our Be Iconic program, which is really this, it takes everybody by the hand through every step that they need to do to get themselves out 
their, you know, not only business side, but also, the, you know, the internal support, which I'm a huge, huge advocate of. I think half of the battle, well, most of the battle, I think, is internal um, of getting ourselves out there and being the creative beings that we are. And, you know, that's mm. been my biggest struggle. So that's that's my reason and what I do and my reason why <laughs> in a nutshell. Oh, so, uh, yeah. I love the combination that you have of all of those things, because not only are you still, you know, in it yourself, you're, you know, you're still writing, you're performing, you're doing your music and you're getting your albums out there, but you're also giving a platform for others and you're teaching others how to do exactly what you've done and, and what you're doing. It's a beautiful combination of, of giving back and learning yourself yeah. and, and all that good stuff. So I would love to sort of dive in a little bit into what it, you know, it's that piece about the mindset about, you know, especially with the performing arts industries that you're really heavily involved in. What do you commonly see that holds amazing creative people back? Oh my gosh. There are a huge factors, but there's, like there's three areas that I have conversations with creatives time and time again. And it's all really to do with the mindset behind these things that are happening. So the first thing they say to me is, like I'm a broke artist I have mm. no money I can't make it happen you know I can't even record my album I can't get into the studio to do my art so finance is a huge thing for them and this is the outer thing that's happening I always think there's an internal you know belief system that's going on so the issue that they have is they you know they don't have the money to actually get out there they are struggling to be seen and and really understand the business so they can actually do what they love mm. and the biggest thing of all is that they always struggle with not feeling that they're good enough Mm. And believe me, believe me when I say this, oh my gosh, do I understand this feeling? And it's been for me a daily practice of overcoming this feeling of like not being good enough. That is a huge passion of mine that we as creatives get to unearth what it is that's limiting, you know, limiting this one be that. And I, for me, I know that when I go, when I'm stepping out, like for instance, this album is a prime example. Mm. At this point with my album, you know, I'm stepping out with working with, high-end musicians who go on world tours mm. so I'm basically bricking it when I'm walking into the <laughs> studio it really is this feeling of like holy crap I don't belong here you know and we've talked about this before it's that imposter syndrome of like oh if they know that I can't sing and I'm not a good songwriter and I'm absolutely there was this just complete oh meltdown of sleep of like I am not good enough which was the fundamental underneath go with what was going on and I remember stepping into the studio and I'm going, right, there's a group of 10 musicians here. They're all here for my album. And I don't feel good enough to even sing a flipping song. Like, what the heck is going on? And it was in that moment that you make a choice to yes. either, either live in the fear and let it hit you and bring you down so you don't perform well and you do end up, like, absolutely flopping it and going, holy crap, mm. uh, I've just proved the fact that my beliefs are right. Or you acknowledge the beliefs and go, okay, fear. Okay, what's going on? What's yeah. the belief behind this? What is it that's stopping me? What, you know, ultimately it came down to I just didn't feel good enough. You know, I felt intimidated and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And, and actually through some of the stuff which I can share with you guys today is that, you know, I did some techniques on myself that helped. I know I'm a real advocate of like EFT and some really support mechanisms so that when I'm in those kind of places where I feel not good enough or feel like, oh crap what's going on that I can actually counter it and you know and then you step up to the place and and then you know I'm in a position now where the album's done and that was because I stepped in and I went I am not letting fear hold me back from this yes. and don't get me wrong there was that there was a fear of not feeling good enough and even the reality of you know the other 
criticism that goes on with artists is like, I don't have enough money to do it. So I walked into that recording that album, having to pay for the whole thing myself mm-hmm. and thinking, I don't have enough money. I'm a broke starving artist. Da-da-da-da-da. All this kind of belief system that we're told. Mm-hmm. And I had to even counter that and then take the right action to actually make that happen. And so, yeah, that's kind of I love really it. this story, even just behind my own creative journey. And I think for artists, that is what they faced. They're facing daily. You know, when you're putting out a new piece of art, you make yourself so freaking vulnerable, whether it's, you you know, uh, a piece of, you know, sculpture or you're writing a book or you do whatever it is that you're putting out there, whether it's creatively in your business, even if you're not, you know, quote unquote, a creative is in um, Mm. a piece of art. For me, anyways, I think everybody's creative. And whenever you're producing anything, absolutely, you're creative. But you're making yourself vulnerable and you will always come up against those belief systems uh, of going, I don't feel good enough. I, you know, there'll be other belief stuff that comes up as well. Like, uh, I know you know this because we talk about this a lot. You I was going to say, we could share some resources that we have in common, don't we? We'll, yes, you know, Give sure. some shout outs to some amazing people that we both have in common as our little go-to yeah. people in a moment. But I love that. Um, I mean, there's a few things there that I'm going to um, come back to. The first is the yeah. starving artist thing. Yeah. like how massive is that in the creative industries huge 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 and huge and here's a little secret as well so I you know my first career was graphic design you know which I loved and I had a you know brilliant learning curve with it and you know for me the common thread with all all my portfolio career stuff has been the creative thinking part which is obviously what we're doing here right now with blowing up blueprint and bringing that to entrepreneurs but um I chose graphic design at an early age because it was very much, well, you know, what else do you do with art? You know, I had no concept that there were so many creative industry roles out there. I didn't, it was very much, you know, well, I could paint, so I wouldn't even know, but no one sat me down and said, right, here you go, Joe. You know, here's the creative industry sector. Look at all these amazing roles that are really empowering that you could, you know, or here's how you could monetize what you love doing. No one said that at 18. It was very much, well, you need to choose a career. And it was also, I mean, this was back in the 90s. It was very much, well, I should choose a career that when I have children, I can be flexible. I was thinking about that at 18. And Holy moly. <laughs> I know, right? But you know, because it was very much well, I need to monetize my creativity in some way. That's the only way I know how is to do commercial art and design. And you know, it was very much, you know, I was very much aware of, you know, because artists don't make money. And we're told that all the time. Oh, Where does that yes. come from? It's like a complete mantra. And it really is. And it's just to kind of even go there, this week I have I'm having a conversation in Barcelona with a sculpt sculptist artist person thing and mm. and I said oh what are you doing you know how are you getting on with your career and da, 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 da. and she was like well you know maybe I should get a proper job at some point and I <gasps> my heart just sunk I'm like no but it is a proper job like it's just what we're taught you know and no offense to maybe our parents or the peers that have taught us you know that's what they were taught you know that art isn't a proper job that you can't earn money from it do you know what it's really interesting sorry just to interrupt you really quickly I I just spoke about this on the last episode on episode six which is about the creative stereotype effect and I spoke about one of my students that I used to teach um this is like a pre-college age a kind of you know further education and uh her you know she was a brilliant sort of fashion designer had amazing skills her parents were adamant that she should go and do something at university that was business you know related like not creative because she wouldn't be able to make it in the creative industry we had a conversation that broke my heart and 
you know, but her parents weren't doing something to deliberately sabotage her. It's very much kind of, you know, we want the best for you. We want you to have, you know, a great chance in life. Really, you know, can you make it in fashion? Rather than maybe saying, okay, well, there's some amazing skills you're going to get over there, whether or not you're the next, you know, sort of Galliano or whatever. You know, there's all sorts of stuff. It's just that myth, isn't it? That's just... Anyway, sorry, I'll let you carry on now. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But also, uh, going on to the word of like you said, like monetizing it, it's like that in the wo- in the world of the arts is a taboo subject. It's mm-hmm. like for them or for artists, and I was one of them. It was like, oh, you're su- you're such a sellout if you you know monetize yourself, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, not only do you have go and get a proper job mentality going on, belief systems, you've got monetize. If you monetize yourself, then you're selling out. It's like you can't win. It's like oh a double, gosh, double yeah. type going on. Um, so ultimately, you stay stuck. And that's what I'm finding with a lot of the artists. It's like when, when I say to them, it is possible. You know, I'm part of the creative industries. Like it is possible to make a good income doing what you love, as in your creativity and stepping out there. And that's something I'm so hugely passionate about, you know, and overcoming those belief systems of that. But then you've got the counterpart that when they do start to make money, they're then feeling like they're selling out. And so then what happens is they stop doing what, you know, stuff that's going to make them successful. And actually they step away from it out of fear of actually, oh, that's it. I'm selling out for my art. This doesn't make me a true artist. I'm not being authentic. I might as well just, you know, go on one of those shows that just sells my soul kind of thing. And it's, it's such a contrast. And so... One of the things that I really talk with the creatives about and, you know, if anybody's in that same boat and they're thinking, oh, I gave up on my dream of being an artist or creative, you know, whether that's music, film, fashion, whatever it is that you may have given up on. It's like, well, actually, one of the things that I say, it's never too late because <laughs> because I've got people who I've worked with who are like in their 50s, 60s, who are just coming back to their art and passion. They're going, I want to do this as a career. Oh, and amazing. also knowing now that it, there is a way that you can earn an income online inspiring people around you. And so one of the big questions that I say to them is like, well, okay, if you've got all these beliefs that are going on, how do we firstly acknowledge them and erase them out of your mindset? Because it is stuff that is holding you back. Mm-hmm. And the things that I did for me and what I advocate with with the artists that I work with is, you know, you could go down the counseling route, you can go down the coaching route to actually work through some of your mindset stuff. You can totally do that. But actually just starting out, one of the things that has been absolutely amazing for me uh, has been the techniques of forgiveness work, ho'oponopono, which is completely Mm. out there. When I first came across it, I was like, what the heck is this? I love ho'oponopono. So it's like, please forgive, no, hang on. I love you. Thank you. Please forgive me. That's the wrong order, isn't it? You tell me. Well, I, I always go through the order of like, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, thank you. And basically, it's a way of when you acknowledge, so one of the things that I do, really because I love practical stuff, so one of the things that I really do, so let's say I'm going into the studio or you're going into something, you're about to step out in your creativity. And, mm. You know, I write down, if I can feel this stuff coming up, I'm going, right, I'm not feeling right, what's going on? The mm. moment I feel my feelings go out of line and they're feeling fearful or I'm feeling uncomfortable, and I feel like I want to run or hurl or, you know, just yeah. like I'm not feeling enough. I'm like, okay, there's a belief, some belief stuff's going on. And I sit there and I tend to do a lot of meditation. So it's at that time that I go, right, what limiting beliefs are holding me back from actually being the creative that I'm designed to be? Mm-hmm. And that's the point. If you have a desire to do this, you, there's a reason. Because there's someone out there that needs to be inspired by your art, your book, your business, your whatever it is. You know, if you've got that desire to do it, there's a whole reason. 
and I feel that you've created for that. So that's my first thing. So I'm like, if anyone thinks that they shouldn't be doing it, if you've got a desire for it, you are meant to be doing it regardless. That's, that's my bottom line. And then, so what I tend to do is when I'm feeling these kind of like, oh, unheard, you know, I'm not sure what, you know, I'm just feeling a bit unsteady or, you know, that I'm not good enough. I start to ask myself, well, what's the beliefs that are going on behind all of this? So for me with the album, it was like, I will never have enough money to complete this album or I'm not good enough to work with these musicians Mm. or who do you think you are? Oh my gosh, they're going to find you out. Like all this stuff was coming to the surface. So then what I do is I do the forgiveness work. So this whole concept of, saying to myself and saying to whoever out there it's not necessarily that I go and speak to them but I go right I go I'm sorry I forgive you I love you thank you and then I cross out it's just a releasing element of that mm. the other side of what I do and I know we're both advocates of this is EFT yes. and I have actually got an EFT coach for this because what I find is that having someone alongside me who I can go this is the belief that's going on where the heck has this come from? Can we work through it? And that really helps. So I do a bit of VFT on it, especially what really helped me was even like recently, I was just about to have a conversation with a huge industry connection. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm about to go on the phone and I am bricking it. I am absolutely going, oh my gosh, this guy's worked with like all the great people that I love. Oh my gosh, he could really help me with supporting my career. I am, I'm literally pre-phone call a gibbering wreck. So I go straight into EFT and I'm like, even though I don't feel good enough, even that, and if you don't know what EFT is, please people Google. I'm sure. I'll put a link below here because I'm just going to shout out our amazing friend here. The lovely Heather Jones, who is the brain trainer. So she is a friend um, and, and the brain training guru. So she works with me and she works with Susanna and she covers all of this stuff. So Heather has taken me through tapping on all of this stuff and Susanna as well. So you, yeah, so it's... I have to say, hands down, and I've told her this, hands down, my business, my career would not be where it is without doing the work with her because yeah. of what she's taught. I have to say, like, honestly, she got me from a place of feeling fearful of being seen to then going out there doing Facebook stuff, getting yeah. out there with my business, talking to people who I would never would have spoken to in the in the past and that was because of the work that I did with her so I'm total advocate massive shout out to our lovely girl so so <laughs> if we just picture you before that phone call then so you're there and we're picturing like the sweaty hands yeah. and you're like oh my god I feel really sick and yeah so, so you start tapping and we've got the karate chop point we've got the top of yeah. the head we've got um, all sorts of points yeah so I did like the, the stuff which happy to you know have a Google on what those kind of things. So I'm tapping away and I'm literally going through, even though I don't feel good enough, even though I feel like I'm going to fall flat on my face and I'm scared of this next step in my life, I deeply, completely love and accept myself. And what it did for me, as I went through all the tapping points and I did, you know, I probably did about 10 minutes, it calmed everything right down. So all that fear response that was going on, going, oh my goodness, oh my gosh, I'm panicking. I literally just went, I am enough. Yeah. Okay. And I'm safe and I can do this. And I went being that fearful person to being this person that said, I'm good. I've got this. I'm supported. I can do this. And I had the most amazing conversation with this guy. And the outcome has been to the point where I'm like, I'm just about to go back over to the States and we're about to launch the album over there. Oh my and God. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. I, didn't know that. I know. I haven't even told you this. So yeah. So it literally has gone from that to and so many other things. And that's the power of what it does when you don't just go into fear mode yes. and step back when you actually acknowledge going, what's going on under the surface for me? 
and actually challenge those fear beliefs. And that's when you get to see and do the most amazing things in your career, in your business, in, in life, really. Because totally. it can go into every area. And you know what, you know, I, I often have that. And, you know, I think at whatever stage you're at, whatever you're doing, whether you're just starting out in business or whether you're listening to this and thinking, yes, I want to monetize, you know, my creative passions. It's, you know, I have a couple of similar techniques that I use and it's often before I'm being interviewed, you know, for something huge and I'm having that whole thing of like, who the hell am I to be doing this? Or, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, even though they've reached out to me, <laughs> they've invited me, I was still doing this whole thing. Um, and, uh, you know, or if I'm speaking to someone who I deem as being huge in the industry. So I will do the tapping, like we just said, and I will also do um, the sort of Wonder Woman pose because... <laughs> oh, I love it. Because <laughs> um, awesome. the wonderful Amy Cuddy and, you know, um, I'll link to her TED Talk, you know, beneath this you know podcast as well. But, you know, she talks about how just changing your posture for as much as 15 seconds, I think it is or something. And you, and you either stand with your arms right up and sort of, you know, doing that really powerful pose. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> and um, it changes the chemical balance in your body. So you feel really powerful. So I start. You know, so I stand up before my, you know, really sort of like scary calls or really scary kind of interviews or whatever and, and just kind of go, yes, I'm powerful, I'm enough, and then tap it out. And then also the thing is half the time, it turns out that, you know, these people have known you for a while or they admire you and you're like, oh, all right. So, you, <laughs> you know, I'm not living in a vacuum. I'm not just this, you know, worthless thing that's been admiring you, you know, and but to get out of that mindset can be the biggest thing, can't it, to shifting your for your whole life yeah it's been the biggest blessing learning the stuff in the last especially in the last four or five years I've really took hold of this and it's transformed not just my creative career but my business you know and that's and that's the point like working with creatives you're constantly being challenged as well like because you you're trying to help and support people in where they're at and it's like I have to grow and I have to change mm. and I have to to learn this stuff for myself first so that I can then help you know somebody else do the same and that's the whole point um I yeah I'm just such an advocate of this stuff um along with the joys of meditation and affirmations visualization that stuff has been key to really getting me to shift focus from feeling especially not feeling good enough to really visualize what I want out of life and realizing that it's actually doable you know, and not coming from a, a place of striving and pushing, but from a, a place of inspired action. And that has been so frigging key for me because I have to say anything, if I could get a gold medal for anything, it would be for living in fear mode because that's how when I first started my business for the first two years, most of what I got done was because I was in fear mode. Oh, sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> and it really was like, how on earth I actually functioned for two years, I do not know. But now I realize that obviously that's not the most productive way of doing stuff, but using meditation and visualization on top of all this other stuff and really connecting in and going, right, what is it that I want? And getting into that place where I'm inspired to take action. That's when not only my creativity, everything works. Inspired action is where the rubber hits the road here, isn't it? Because you're taking that creative fire, that inspiration, all of that juice and you're not just leaving it there, though. You're then taking action, which can be freaking uncomfortable at times, yeah. and causing you to do yeah. thing and to expand as a person. And so what I'd love to kind of hear about as well is, you know, I love your 
you know, your sort of main meat course, your Be Iconic course, which yeah. I love for you to talk about. My baby. About your baby, <laughs> which I think is incredible. And it's really blowing up the blueprint with how, you know, with how creatives can get known and monetize their passion. And I also love your platform, Imagination, which is what you were, you were saying about. So both of these are really innovative, are really different in your, you know, like in your sector. So tell us about those two. Yeah, well, just to kind of give you a background of really why and how they came about a little bit. Um, Imagination was the first thing that actually got sort of born, so to speak. Um, And that came really from a frustration of not being able to get my, you know, my music and my art form out there and also having conversations with other creatives. I'd be on tour and we'd be doing stuff and they were like, I just don't know how to make my career work. I'm just, you know, I'm broken. So I wanted to create a platform that generated a higher level of income for creatives mm. so that they actually got most of the percentage back. For instance, you know, like some of the artists that are selling their stuff online right now, you'd be lucky, you know, on certain platforms to get 20p back from a whole song or, you know, if they put it like out for a 99p download or something. And they're like, well, I've put all this money and effort into creating this album and I'm still broke at the end of it. What's going on? And so basically from that place of frustration, I was like, right, something needs to be done. Now at that point when I created this and I had this idea, I had never ever built an online platform before in my whole frigging life. I mean, that is a big thing to do, right? (laughs) Huge. And the process of, and I, I kind of like sharing the process of this because it's something that if you're starting out with a business with any idea and you're thinking, I have no clue how to make this happen, you know, whether you're an artist or whether you're, you know, you're doing your own business, but you go, I remember having this one moment of this complete design idea of imagination. And then later on, the same thing happened with Be Iconic. And I remember going, well, I don't know what I'm doing, but if I don't do it, somebody else will. And I remember thinking that I went, right, let's find out how. And I worked my butt off to find out how. And it doesn't mean that, like, there was definite inspired action all the way along, completely. Like, people coming into my life, business coaches, finance coaches, um, especially when I was getting the idea together, investors coming in who were amazing. Like, literally, I don't even know how we got them. They literally came in um, into in, at the exact moment that I needed them, you know, and it was just crazy. Um, and it took years to develop a imagination platform. And the process of that happened where I actually got it out to the university students that um, in my local area. So my original base is the West Midlands in the UK. Mm. And so I was like, right, I approached all the local universities and I got a load and load of artists to come and test this platform with me. And it was great. And I was so pleased. And they were like, yeah, this works. Except for we want to know how to make this work. How do we get more fans online? How do we you know, get funding and investment to get our projects set up mm. and done, to get our fashion line or our film done? How do we build, um, you know, an amazing creative team around us? How do we sell online? And then how do we even, the big thing that was, how do we actually do it? How do I feel good enough, which is the stuff we've talked about already? Wow. And out of that place and those questions and that desire from them, I realized that Be Iconic needs to be born. And that for me is what the baby is. In some ways, I'm so... I'm so excited about the iconic because I know that it's every step that I had to take to create imagination that I put it into a program from how did I get funding and investment? How did I set the ideas and the, and the project together? How did, you know, how did you build something online and actually generate an income from it? You know, and that was a huge thing because there, how do you contact, you know, when they're saying to me, we're broke, we can't do our album. We can't get our fashion line out there. I'm like, right, this is what you do. Because yes. I was exactly that. 
I was in the place, I remember starting this business going, I gave up, I'd given up my job, my nine to five, and I'm not an advocate of this for everybody, but I did it. I gave up my job, I gave up, I was teaching. So it was like a proper job. Like, mm. and that's the thing. People go, oh, well, you're creative, you never. No, I had a proper, really nice grammar school job that I worked at, so comfortable, it was unreal. And mm. I was like, I'm done being comfortable. I need to live my purpose. And that was the point. There was something in me that said, this is not enough. And this is why imagination and be iconic got born. And so at that point, I gave up my job. I gave up my house. I gave up everything to do this. Wow. And, it, and that was the whole point. It's like when you're passionate about something. And for me, my dream is this, that every artist knows that they can do what they love, as in have all the creative control over their career, but also have the financial control too. And that is the point. It's so important to have both so that they can actually out there into the world, doing what they love, being who they are completely and authentically. And that's my passion. I absolutely <laughs> loved what you said about, you know, I'm done being comfortable. I want to live my purpose. And you yes. made those huge sacrifices of giving up, you know, the proper job. I'm doing the little inverted comma thing. Um, which I find really irritating, but I'm doing it. Um, yeah, I know I'm And you gave up your house, which for like a short time feeds into that myth of, well, she had to give up all that stuff. To, but then you were like, no, I'm building in. I'm now going to monetize this all. I'm stopping it because I'm going to jump into it fully and monetize this and do it. And I love that you knew that calling, that passion to do your own thing. And I know for me, you know, Although my first career was very creative and, you know, was very, you know, much a great learning curve for me was, you know, it was based like in the creative industries so doing graphic design. I always have the itch to sort of do my own thing. And I'm, and I sort of made the leap with no safety net either, like a little bit like you. <laughs> and, um, crazy, isn't it, at the time, crazy, but you know. But, you know, that was pre-kids, it was fine, you know, it was, and it's something that I never, ever, ever regret. And, you know, you know if that thing, if there's an itch that you need to scratch at some point, if you are aware that you're not doing all that you can do. And it's such an important thing to listen to that because, you know, the other things that we do to kind of compensate for that, you know, maybe you're working too much because, you know, you're trying to prove yourself in a place where you don't really belong or maybe you're drinking too much or maybe it's drugs or maybe it's overeating. If you're trying to numb that creative instinct and that real pull, then I really hope that what Susanna's doing here is inspiring because she not only did it for herself, but is also teaching other people to, you know, make a real thriving, abundant lifestyle from creativity. And I love the fact that you said, right, there's a platform, there's a need to have a platform that shows people, you know, how to do all this stuff. And, and that, well, what start off with, it gives them the ability to sell their stuff. Okay, I'm going to build that with, you know, that's a massive task. But you broke it down and you did it. And then you said, right, I'm now going to teach people how to be the artist that can actually monetize themselves on that platform. Yeah. It's incredible. I just, I think for me, when I talk to creators, and this is the thing I get so passionate about, and it's like, they're just, they get so locked in on a certain way of how it should be done. They're like, right, for musicians, for instance, because I do talk with them a lot. You know, they go, I just want to get signed. I just want to do this. And I just want a manager. And I just want... And they don't realize, because I've had that stuff, mm. and they don't realize actually how, how controlling that can be. And actually, you don't have creative control anymore. You don't have financial control. And actually, you suddenly lose yourself just as much as if you were doing a job, you know, 
anywhere. Like it's exactly the same. You have those same feelings. And for me, what I wanted to be able to do was give people the control to be themselves completely and wholeheartedly creative, yes. but also not be broke because I was done. I, I know for me, I've, I remember not being able to put petrol in the car, getting oh. to gigs, not, you know, having to borrow money or even, I remember once going, I don't even have money to buy toilet paper. This is awful. Darling, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. It's awful. It's horrendous. And I never want any artist to feel like that again. And so that was the whole purpose behind the iconic, that they learn how to actually make it in their industry so that it can be themselves wholeheartedly creative, make an impact, inspire people around them, but also earn a good living doing what they love. So they don't have to work part-time jobs. You know, most of the creatives that I come in touch with right now are having to work three or four part-time jobs just to subsidize their career. Yeah. And I'm like, it should be the other way around. Like it, it shouldn't be that way. It should be that you get to do your career full-time wholeheartedly and you get to do what you love. Um, but you know, we're not taught how to do that. And that's the whole purpose behind Be Iconic is that you're taught how to actually develop a, a creative driven business that you love, that you become the CEO of your own creative company and that is you and that's the point. And at that point, that's when you make the biggest impact and the huge difference in the world and that's the whole passion behind all of it. And when we, you know, when we follow that passion, when we follow that stuff, we're living in our joy, aren't we? And I always find that, you know, the money stuff comes when you are in that zone of genius, when you are in your flow because you're loving what you do. And, you know, not only can we have all the business strategy in place, all, all the real you know, mindset stuff that you talk about, but you've also got the plans of like, you know, the business plans that like investment stuff, all of that amazing stuff mixed with the inner work gets yeah. you to a whole other level. And I would love to have you back on the podcast, Susanna, and actually talk about, you know, your own creative process as a business owner and, you know, and a writer and musician. I think it would be great to hear, you know, to hear how you work through all that stuff as well. And, but before we sign off for now, I'd love to hear, you know, where can everyone find you? Well, um, the main place that kind of everything comes from, if you go to susannawestwood.com, so it's spelled S-U-S-A-N-N-A and westwood.com. From there, you can connect to my music. You can connect to Be Iconic. You can connect to Imagination. Everything comes from that place. So if people want to find out more, um, also I'm just about to give away like a free track from the album um, before anybody else gets hold of it. So it's not actually out of it able to buy on any of the platforms yet other than inside my sort of like secret sort of um imagination thing so literally if people want to get hold of like the music they can do that and we've also got a load of free training on there so if people are going well i'm not quite sure about everything there's loads of free training that you can get your hands on on inside the website so um perfect and we'll put all the links down below you know from this podcast episode on my site as well you know we'll put all the all the goodies they can get from you to you know, sort of finds out more about you. So do you have, you know, just like a little closing thought for anyone listening to this podcast who's been really stuck about getting their creative, you know, career off the ground? What would your leaving thought be? My first thing, and I know this is cliche, is just don't give up on the dream. You know, you've been giving it, given it for a reason. Um, and I know for many years, I pushed that back for myself thinking it wasn't prop, like a proper job or it wasn't a proper career. My big push for you is that it is it's a desire you to do and don't ignore it and take the steps and the actions that you need to actually get yourself out there you know I I really believe you've been given a talent and gifts for a reason because somebody out there needs to see and be inspired by what you do 
And that's the whole part of this topic. So don't give up on that dream and actually start taking the steps to, even if it's just the first thing of like, right, I'm going to put a Facebook live of something I'm doing or just a little piece of art out there. Just make that first step. And honestly, you begin to see amazing shifts happening in your life. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Susanna. So everyone, if you've been inspired by this podcast, yes, do go and check out Susanna on her website, uh, susannawestwood.com. And if you have enjoyed this episode, then do hop on over to iTunes and leave a review. It means so much to me, but also get in touch and you know, let me know at joe at joegifford.co what you thought of the episode and any anything that shifted for you when you heard about Susanna's story. So Susanna, we're going to have you back to, to sort of talk about your creative process as well if you'd, if you'd come back and talk to me again, oh, my love. love thank you so much for having me on. I've, I've, oh, honestly, it's been such a, such a great time, so thank you. Thank you so much, my darling. And uh, so, you know, until the next episode, everyone, see you soon.